it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, All Things Relationships, Wellbeing and Yoga and today my very special guest with me is Gillian McMichael and Gillian is a master transformational coach, meditation teacher and energy healer who has supported thousands of clients to overcome their barriers to success and journey back home to their true self. So welcome, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. So thank you very much for having me on. That's all right. So yeah, how did you kind of get into this in the first place? Like, what's your story? Where did you come from with that? Yeah, so um, kind of rewind most probably about 20 years, I was working in human resources and learning development. And I was a little frustrated with my career, I wasn't really fulfilled. I loved working with people, loved developing people, but I could only take it so far in the job that I had. And I got this amazing opportunity to do a project on coaching. And uh, luckily for me, we had an office in the US and I spent some time kind of researching and understanding what coaching was all about. And then I decided to get coached myself and it completely kind of blew my world. I was like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it's about. And I suppose from then onwards, I was really interested. So I got formally trained in life coaching. I did some corporate coaching and mentoring training and things like that through the organization. And then I really got itchy feet. I thought, actually, I really want to try and do this myself. So I decided in 2000, 2004 to walk away from my HR and learning and development job and set up my business and yeah so that's what I've been doing since oh that's amazing so yeah kind of going back to like what you do now what does being true to yourself mean because a lot of people don't have a clue and and that gets brought up a lot actually that does get brought up a lot uh, with like social media and things like that now but a lot of people still don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right, actually. It's so funny because um, I was saying this to somebody else at the weekend there that I think being true to yourself is one of those now kind of buzz phrases that people say, well, I want to be true to myself. I must be true to myself. But actually doing it and being true to yourself is actually not that easy. It's easier to say, to say than actually to do. So for me, being true to yourself is really listening to the deepest part of yourself, really tuning into who you really are and asking yourself some really... Uh, simple questions, but difficult ones maybe to answer, which is, you know, who am I and what do I want? And really then not only just answering those questions for yourself, but then being able to articulate that and express yourself with others in the same way. And I suppose more than anything else, most probably trying to get rid of maybe some of the roles and the labels that we've attached ourselves to and some of that kind of past conditioning that we all have yeah. um, because obviously we're a human being, we were brought into this world and that past conditioning can sometimes work for us and serve as well. But as we grow into adults, sometimes it doesn't always serve us, but we still play the roles because it's what we think we should do rather than actually what we really want to do. Yeah, that is so true. And I think a lot of people like with your job, you completely switched 
switch jobs and I did as well I used to be a veterinary nurse for 19 years and now I'm doing this (laughs) (laughs) but you kind of have to really lean in to what feels good for you and and especially with I don't know if you're stuck with what to do and like you've I don't know say with me okay I was a veterinary nurse I I just got stuck somewhere and I was like right okay I now need to do something else because I'm bored or I'm not bored but I I'm not fulfilling myself anymore. And what are these signs that you do need to try something new? I suppose you just get, you just get a feeling, don't you? You do. And I think for me, the way that I would describe it, it feels a bit like a restlessness, you know, that you kind of, you kind of keep questioning, "Mm, you know, is this really doing it for me? You know, you get that kind of sense if you might start looking outside at looking at what your friends or family are doing or your work colleagues, or you might be just social media, you might be thinking, oh, that looks quite good. That looks quite interesting. But you get this kind of sense of, yeah, feeling like something perhaps is missing, but you're not quite sure, can't really put your finger on it because you might not be unhappy. You know, yeah. you just, you know, you just might be a little bit, it's like you said, you know, you might not necessarily be bored in your job, but you might think, actually, I know there is more that I can do. I know that there is definitely some more potential there that I can fulfill yeah no that is really true and how do you kind of move on to something like what would you do to to try something new yeah good question I think this is always the hardest bit because the doing the thinking about it is one thing but the doing is is completely different (laughs) um as you know because you've done it yourself um but I think the key thing first of all is I mean I don't know about you but I'm a real list person but I kind of like to get things down on paper because I think the more that I can get out of my head the more clarity I get because I think that the head and the mind can twist things up a little bit and you can get that kind of negative self-talk saying oh don't be silly stay where you are and things like that so I think if you can get it down on paper and just to start to map out it doesn't have to be like a proper formal mind map or anything like that but just to get some ideas down on paper and then to start thinking about okay right what is it that I really want? And then put some sort of plan together, even if it's a very small step-by-step plan. And I think, to be honest, that's most probably the best thing to do because um, I think it's important though to have like a destination. So for me, I was like, right, okay, I definitely want to do coaching. I want to be a professional coach. I then wanted to train to be a meditation teacher. So with all of these big changes, and all these other things that I've added into what I do now, I've always set myself a plan with the destination being kind of this is where I want to be. And then what I've done is kind of work my way backwards. Okay, so what are the steps that I need to take to get me from A to B? I don't know. Did you do something similar for yourself? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I, well, when was it? In 2006, we went traveling. We went backpacking because we were both very stressed out in our jobs, like my husband and I. And then I found yoga on a beach in Thailand. I was like, wow, I really want to do that. So I I kind of found that I bought a book in Malaysia and then bought a mat in New Zealand. And then that was like my love of yoga. And then I thought, I really love this. I really love how it makes me feel and both mentally and physically. And I thought, I really want to teach people this. I want people to feel how I do. So then I became a yoga teacher and yeah, I think, and then it just kind of evolved from there really. And I think a lot of the time people will say, oh no, we can't do that. Like you've got a really good job. Why would you leave that? And and then that's kind of bringing self-doubt into you. And then you just think, oh no, maybe I shouldn't. But being true to yourself, just go for it. (laughs) Is that what you would say? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's exactly what I would say. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned that about other people, because I think a lot of people can influence. I mean, I remember walking away. I mean, I had a really good job. It was a global job. And I remember my parents saying, you know, you're sure you're doing the right thing. And 
friends saying, you know, what on earth are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, you're crazy. At the time, my son was only a year and a half old. So people like looking at me as though I was absolutely bonkers. Um, <laughs> but I just knew deep down that if I didn't take the chance, if I didn't take this opportunity now, then yeah. I wasn't quite sure whether I'd get it again. And so for me, I think there's something, as you mentioned before, to really lean into that if you're really feeling it, you know, deep down. And I think that's the thing that you've got to manage is, it's like I mentioned before, that critic, I call it my critical companion, you know, <laughs> that negative self-talk, um, because it does get in the way. You get influenced by others, you get your own, your own stuff then going on and churning and churning around. And I think for me, if you can go to that place of knowing and really deeply ask yourself, you know, is this what's meant for me? And if yeah. you really feel it is, then absolutely go for it and don't hold yourself back because people, people have got, you know, our best interests at heart. They obviously don't want to us to fail. They want us to be successful, but they also worry about us. And I think when you allow others worry and others concerns to get in the way, then it will genuinely stop you from progressing. Yeah, I think it does as well. And uh, I don't know if you've been watching it, but we've been watching SAS Who Dares Wins recently. Yes. <laughs> and the other day they they were hanging up. They had to hang for two minutes, just hanging, holding on their holding their hands on the rings. And we were at the park yesterday and we did it. My husband and I were messing around. And my daughter, she's five, she was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And immediately, like even at five years old, she's yeah. already saying you can't do something. And you just think, and I couldn't then do it because obviously she'd put that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even, yeah, even from children, we need to teach children not to be so self-limiting and that the world is your oyster because it actually is. It is. Yeah. It's but it is, but it is hard though, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, my, I don't know about how you, I was brought up really well. I had a very loving yeah. family, but you yeah. know, there were definitely conditions there around, you know, play it safe. Don't get yeah. too ahead of yourself, have yeah. a backup plan. You know, all of the things that just because parents loved, loved me, yeah. my parents loved me, you know, and they were trying to keep me safe, but actually that, that, is quite limiting because it does plant a seed. And once that seed's planted, if we're having, you know, maybe we're overwhelmed, maybe we feel tired, we're a bit emotional about things, then that seed can really grow into yeah. something quite big. Yeah. Um, and if we keep kind of, you know, watering it, are you paying it attention? Yeah. Then it becomes our belief system and, you know, what we, what we say we become, you know, what we believe we become. And I yeah. think that's, that's the challenge that we've got, I think, is to really learn to manage the mind more than anything else. Yeah, it really is. And how would you kind of get rid of these self-limiting beliefs? Would you say meditation or energy healing and things like that? Yeah, I would say meditation is a really good way because I think what meditation does, it allows you to quiet that mind. Now, our mind is never going to stop. As you know, we have, what, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and 35,000 decisions or something we make, something along those lines. Um, you know, so so it's a busy mind, you know, um, for all of us. But I think in meditation and actually most probably even just breath work. So maybe, I mean, I suppose meditation is part breath work, is part meditation, but just to be able to just focus on the breath, give yourself one or two minutes throughout your day, things like that can make a big, big difference or do more formal meditation at the beginning at the end of every day, I think really does work. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And being true to yourself, like going back to that, how would you become the person that you want to be instead of being influenced by other people? 
So a lot of people think that being true to yourself, it's a bit like self-care, it's a bit selfish, it's a bit arrogant. And again, we've got to relinquish and release those labels and those kind of titles that we might be throwing in here, because all that does is genuinely limit you from being your true self. And I think what you've got to do is I think there's something about your intention. So if I'm being too, true to myself, what will my life look and feel like? And also to think about, you know, well, who do I want with me on this journey? Because being true to yourself doesn't mean that you have to give everything up and, you know, kind of do something absolutely radical. It means that you can still bring the people that you love with you on the journey. And I think that's quite an important thing to to remind people of. Um, But once you've got, you kind of, once you understand what being true to yourself is, and for me, it is, it's just about speaking your truth. You know, it's about simple things like, you know, and I've worked long and hard (laughs) on myself over these last 20 years, but I remember a time in my life, I got quite, I got bullied a lot at school and lost myself um, as an early kind of teenager in my earlier years up until my mid to late 20s and you know for me I was always a person when somebody said well what do you want for your dinner I'd say I don't know what do you want what do you want to go you know what, what film do you want to go and see at the movies and I'm like oh I don't know what do you want so I was always very conscious about people pleasing and yeah. needing to fit in and I think a lot of that to do with that was because I was bullied and stuff at school and and that did go on as I said into my early 20s but 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 when you when you're not able just to express yourself and I think if we as adults, I think, you know, it's it's our birthright to express ourselves, to really, you know, don't feel that you have to do something if you don't want to. Just yeah. say, actually, and, but, but, but be honest about it. Don't lie and say, well, actually, I'm not feeling very well, or I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm working late or something like that. Just to just say, actually, do you know what, actually, I'm going to stop in tonight because that's what I need. Yeah. And I think we forget those real basic ways of communicating yeah Um, Yeah. and we don't necessarily do it we're so concerned about looking after everybody else that we don't necessarily put ourselves first and again I don't think that's selfish I think it's part of self-care but I think if we can learn to express ourselves and just communicate more consciously with ourselves then I think that's a real big step to being true to yourself yeah now we are going to go to a short break See you the other side. Have you heard Paradise Movement is expanding? Our app has launched and it has been carefully crafted for those who are beginning your spiritual journey and seeking support, far along in your spiritual journey and looking for expansion, feeling alone, lost or curious about your healing self or purpose, need support but are unsure of where to find your truth and are looking to challenge yourself to grow within wellness or spirituality. Are you drawn to crystals, chakras, astrology, manifestation, shadow work, energy healing, spirit guides, meditation, EFT tapping, Chinese medicine, or any other alternative healing method? We have a group of insightful healers who have prepared courses and programs chosen just for you. Our focus is on making spirituality and wellness accessible, easy to find, and for every stage of your journey. We are here to help you feel loved, inspired, aligned, connected, grounded, intuitive, supported, in harmony, free and expanded. So come over to the Paradise Movement app and download it for yourself, for you to feel good about yourself. It is available on the Google Play Store and on the Apple App Store. Your future self will thank you. So go and download it now. Because I think as well, a lot of people will will understand but you're already putting that self-doubt into your mind that they're gonna say oh well that's not right or i want i want you to come out with me tonight or i want you to yeah go and do this but actually 
more and more people are doing this now so it is more talked about and it's more accepted for you just to say no actually i'm just going to stay in tonight but there's no excuse you don't need an excuse that that Mm. is your thing that that's what my body needs and i'm going to stick with that but i think a lot more people need to as well notice that and yeah yeah it is hard though because um i was doing some reading around you know adult development and how we grow and 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 so forth and how we develop out how kind of how our minds develop and you know this i think it's 58 percent of us that are in this thing called the socialized mind which is very much around going with the crowd wanting to fit in to belong not to kind of put your head above the parapet I think there's only about 22 23 percent I think that are in the thing called a self-authoring mind and I think that you know when you can take a pause and actually just genuinely ask yourself do I really want to do this yeah is this for me is this the right job for me? Am I utilizing all of my strengths and talents and gifts? Or actually, is this something else that I know I would love to do? Um, and I think it's about them saying, do you know what? I don't need to, I, financial reasons, you might need to stay in a job. You, you can't just leave and go yeah. to another job. But, but the, you know, there's things about practically, what can I do that's going to get me closer to where I want to be without then, like I said, being influenced by others or feeling that you have to just carry on with the status quo. I don't know about you, but certainly through my meditation, yoga teaching and, and Reiki healing and all of those things that I've had over the years, you know, I really, really, really realized that, you know, you, you only get one one shot in this lifetime yeah. in this body. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, well, I, I turned 50 this year. And I'm like, actually, you know what, you know, I'm going to really go for this now. I'm just going to stop holding, you know, I'm going to stop holding myself back and I'm really going to go for it because, you know, you only get one opportunity yeah. here in, in this body anyway. And so, yeah. um, you know, for me, I think we should maybe all look like that and think, well, you know, why not make the most of what we've got? Yeah. And do the things that we really do desire and yeah. dream about and Definitely. see if we can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you prioritize emotional self-care? Now, self-care is splattered all over social media at the moment. That's like the buzzword of this year. It is. It but is there's two types there's like physical self-care so like having a bath but then there's also emotional self-care like meditation or journaling and what are kind of the ways to prioritize this yeah and i think to be honest i think we have to take into consideration i would class it as the four cornerstones of your self-care or wellness which is the physical the mental the emotional and spiritual because i think i think you know we spend a lot of time thinking about well what do we look like externally you know in terms of fitness we need to lose weight so we'll go down the gym or we'll go running or we'll do do whatever yoga whatever but mainly it's more high octane stuff isn't it when people think about wanting to lose weight um and then we go to nutrition so those are kind of the two things i think most of us would go to as a first step but i think what we're doing is we're missing an opportunity and so going back to your question around prioritizing i think we should prioritize emotional self-care because um i also specialize in um ayurvedic perfect health type approaches and so um so I'm an Ayurvedic um health teacher and one of the things so I'm just rubbing my hands there thinking about you know even the the cream that we put on our skin the the conversations the experiences that we have we're all digesting those and I think we forget about what we're digesting on a day-to-day basis not just the food and maybe the alcohol intake or whatever we I think I think it's beyond that I think it's about every experience we we digest it every conversation like this we digest it and and I think we've got to think about well what is um filling my cup what is energizing me what is giving me that sense of fulfillment joy pleasure excitement you know enthusiasm versus those kind of other conversations that we might have or experiences where they suck us dry 
Yeah. And I think, I think that's the bit, that's the space that I think we could really spend a bit more time focusing in on because we forget about that because we immediately go to outside of ourselves. And I think like yoga and meditation, it brings that, that activity inwards and it gives us that opportunity to start thinking about, well, actually, what have I just digested today? And actually, what do I need to keep? Or what would I like to keep? And what would I like to get rid of? What doesn't belong to me? Yeah, yeah. A lot more people or a lot of people do do that. But a lot more people, especially in corporate jobs, or if you're traveling and you're back to work now, you're commuting. This is so important, because everywhere you look, or you're on the train, and you're or you're looking at your phone, it's all energy. Everything that you're doing is energy and you're pulling in all of these negative energies, which then makes you feel bad, which then again, in turn, will then fill your calf, your heart cup up half full, yeah. might not, or half empty, however you take that. But yeah, yeah it's certainly, it's certainly needed. And, and sorry, carry on. No, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say about from the energy perspective, I think, I think that, I think some of us are aware of, you know, our energy and where we spend our energy, but I think also it's important maybe to just do a bit of a, a body scan every now and again, and just think about, well, you know, where am I feeling my tension? Where am I feeling my stress and anxiety? Where if I'm feeling fatigued, where am I feeling that? Because our body can tell us an awful lot as well as our mind. It can, it really can. I love that. <laughs> and how can you uncover your purpose in life, especially if you are, feeling a bit low or you're just not sure about your job or yeah your friends anything like that how can you help yourself find out what your purpose is in life yeah that's one of those big big life questions isn't it a bit <laughs> like who am I and kind of what do I want but I think I think and what is my purpose is another one and I think I, I think for me I, I don't know about you, but I really believe that we're all born with potential. We're all born with a purpose. Now, some of us in life get that purpose early on, like a doctor, a nurse, a, you know, a, a police, a police person or, you know, a lawyer, whatever, you know, kind of those more kind of quite um, yeah. cut out and carved out careers. But other others like me, you know, I've spent most of my time thinking, well, ooh, what am I doing with my life and where am I going? And I think I think one of those things, you know, so so I think it's important, first of all, to think about, well, you know, what am I passionate about? What are the things that genuinely are going to bring me joy? What do I love doing? And I think reflect upon, you know, are you a people person? Do you love helping others? Or, you know, are you more technically minded? And do you love solving more analytical problems? These are two examples, but there's loads of examples. But, yeah. you know, thinking about what am I really good at? And what comes naturally to me? Because I think when you do eventually find your purpose you want to be doing with doing it with ease and grace meaning that you want it to feel natural and very much part of you so I think yeah. first of all would be your passions the things that bring you joy then it would be looking at your gifts and talents the things that do genuinely come naturally to you and then trying to understand again I think what we sometimes forget is well what do I already have in my toolkit already what are yeah. the things that are already working well for me here and let's look at those things and then you can then move into that opportunity to 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 live your purpose and it might not have to be anything massively radical it could yeah. just be that I'm working with a client at the moment around purpose and you know she's decided that actually her purpose is is actually to um educate and guide her children so that they can be effective leaders in the world yeah you know and so it doesn't have to be that you have to change everything it could be about your giving of service also yeah. to something else or to somebody else yeah yeah that's really good actually and how would you build deal with 
kind of big challenges, I suppose. So becoming a parent is a major one because <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I both know that. And because yeah, you go from just being a couple, and then you have to deal with this thing that nobody tells you how to deal with it, and you think, oh my god. But then that could be then something else, like you've been pushed into a job at the deep end and you think, whoa, I can't do this or I can't stand up in the boardroom and deliver this presentation because I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. So how would you kind of deal with these? Yeah, so I think there's a few things. The first thing would be to really do a check-in around how you're feeling. So go go beyond the mind because the mind will trick us and it will tell us that we're not good enough or we can't do it, not worthy, or you know, we might get imposter syndrome if about the job or presentation as you described. As a parent, you still might feel imposter syndrome. You're like, oh my goodness me, you know, I'm not sure how to cope with this. <laughs> my son's now 19, but yes, I remember those early days. Yeah. literally you know <laughs> kind of head you know kind of uh, you know kind of like in the headlamps whatever it's called the headlights yeah. whatever kind of dazed and confused for quite a while um but I think the key thing is is one is go to what do I know so instead of what do I think what do I feel ask yourself what do I know the second thing is to really explore what is a perception versus the reality so you know just because I'm going into a presentation and I'm nervous doesn't mean to say that I can't do this it just means that I just don't know what I'm going to experience and I think what we've got to try and do is really dial down the fear and the and and the the things that might lead then to anxiety or stress and so breathing taking some deep breaths is a really love lovely technique that I use called the stop technique which is just literally stop take three deep breaths observe yourself in terms of what's going on, checking with what you know versus your perception, the reality versus perception. And then you can proceed much more with awareness, but also you can also reframe things. You know, you can set, you know, understand, well, okay, so I am out of my depth. I am struggling here. And maybe if you're being true to yourself, you can acknowledge that and say that, and it's okay. Does yeah. it mean say you're a failure? You're not doing good enough. It's just that actually I'm struggling. I'm having a difficult time at the moment or, I'm anxious about and nervous about this presentation. But if you can acknowledge it and then understand why you feel the way that you feel, then you can start to reframe it because you can go back to then what do I know? So I know I can communicate. I know I'm a good listener. I'm, I can ask questions, you know, things like that. And that can be quite helpful. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And you are an author as well. So yeah, tell I me am. about your book. What did you yes. write? Yes. So my book is called Coming Home, A Guide to Being Your True Self. And it was published um, earlier this year in April. Um, so yeah, so the book is basically, it's a mixture of my journey of how I came home to my true self, because I start this, I start back where, um, although I've had, I've had my business for 20 years, I, I've been in business for 20 years, I did lose my first business um, at the recession in 2009, 2010. And with all that was left with a huge amount of things left with 97,000 pounds to pay wow. off and a messy divorce that my husband left um, me to deal with, um, ex-husband, should I say. And so um, I had to literally start all over again. And my son was only six years old. And so I start talking around, you know, kind of sharing a little bit of my journey and the lessons that I learned, but it's really, it is really kind of a, a kind of coaching motivational self-help type book where at the end of every chapter there is um, exercises to do and if you do those exercises it will genuinely lead you back home to your true self as I did for myself and so there's snippets of my story but there's also snippets of other things in there tools techniques that genuinely can guide you all the way back home to your true self. Oh that's amazing and two things to sum up today's conversation. 
Now I'm going to pick Oh, one. wow. Okay. Uh, one is listen to yourself. Yeah. One is listen deeply to yourself. And the second thing is don't be afraid to show up and shine. Yes. Oh, I love those. Oh, thank you. And where can we find you? What's your website or your uh, social media channels? Yeah. So social media, I'm on Instagram, which is at the master coach and also on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn under Gillian McMichael and you can catch me at www.fullcircleglobal.com. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. Lovely. Thank you for having me. It's been so nice to talk to you today. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon.